Craig Slate. And I'm Edward Todd. And you're listening to The Fresh Crab. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for being here with us on The Fresh Cred, live from the International Fresh Produce Association Global Produce and Floral Show. So if you've joined us earlier today, you obviously have uh, gotten to enjoy some of our great guests and partners. Um, here with us now is another great guest and partner, um, and that is David Figliola. Business Unit Director at HEB. Thank Welcome, you. David. David. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Well, we were talking about the goings-on of the show, so maybe we can start with that, or what, what, what's your, <laughs> yeah. what's your, what's your impression so far? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's been really, really good for me in this role now. It's it's a little bit different um, because I'm I'm not necessarily tied to categories anymore, so that's, it's, you know, last year was the first time the first show that I was at where I wasn't tied to categories and it was really awkward because I didn't really know what my place was this year, still in the same role. Um, but having more strategic conversations, kind of high level with our strategic suppliers, it's been a little bit better for me and the, and the show has been great. I mean, it seems like yesterday especially was extremely crowded. So yeah. they've got a good so, turnout. So let's back in. So we'll talk a little bit about what role you were in. So HEB, did you? H-E-B. I don't think you mentioned. He didn't mention. Okay, but and so what role were you in? What are you doing now? And what was the difference? What, yeah. What so I was a BDM for HEB for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, a BDM um, in the real world is basically a category director. Okay. So I had the responsibility of the strategic vision for the categories that I was assigned, which was berries apples and pears, and that was pretty much my entire career with HEB. I, I had bananas for a while. I had mushrooms for a long time. Um, but predominantly, the, the, the items that took up my time were uh, berries and, and apples and pears. And it's great categories. Berries, obviously, with the volatility, keeps you going, keeps the energy going. Apples and pears, is there's a lot of long-term vision with that, a lot of strategy, a lot of working with suppliers to uh, kind of develop varieties that are going to that are going to carry the category into the future. So that was my role. Um, and then in April of last year, I was promoted to uh, business unit director, which is uh, director. Uh, we have two of us actually. The department was split up into two to support the amount of growth that we've seen, especially the last four or five years. Uh, and the amount of partners that we have that are supporting produce procurement, which is uh, which has grown probably three times since since 2019. Wow! So, wow. so I've got the responsibility of five BDMs now, and right. all of their all of their buyers underneath them, as well as uh, BDAs. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, you're not you're not focused or bound by those categories, but you're now open to everything. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's been really fun to be here and meet categories and suppliers that uh that i haven't been exposed to in, in my 10 years at heb that's hmm. awesome that's, that's awesome so uh born and raised in san antonio no okay. born in st louis st louis missouri wow. yes cardinals so we're two, learning two, things two today two yeah. midwesterns i just assumed texas no no i was uh born in st louis um i did move to houston in oh when i was a freshman in high school i won't say when that was uh <laughs> Oh, come on. A long time ago. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) It's not that long ago, buddy. I'm 55. It was a long time ago. Oh, my God. See, how can I not look this good? I'm 57. You look like you're 42, man, bro. I'm telling you right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) You wear wear well. I no longer feel good about myself. (laughs) I mean, I... 
We should feel. We should feel all good about ourselves. You, See, it's it's the amount of produce am, that we yeah, eat. You, you that look, keeps seriously, us, you look young. I what, appreciate it. Impromptu you, you, push-up contest right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, got good skincare. Oh, thank yeah, you. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very uh, well oil valet. I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no worries. Uh, so I moved to Houston to live with my dad in in the early '80s, and and that's where I. Uh, you know, graduated high school and then went into the army after that, and then um, and then went back to Texas to go to college, Sam Houston, um, and then started my career in back in St. Louis. Actually, I went back to St. Louis where I started my career All in right. the produce industry. Yeah. So, so um, Houston, what part? In Magnolia. Yep. We just opened uh, another store there last year, maybe a, year, well, a little back, over a year back ago. Back then, that was a big yeah. gap between Houston and <laughs> yeah. Magnolia. Yeah. Yeah. Magnolia didn't get considered Houston in those days. No, yeah, Magnolia. Was, uh, we were just a uh, we were just a little three A. Now they got two five A schools, maybe even six A. I don't know. Maybe no. they're six A. Yeah. yeah. No, I believe it's same as yeah. yeah. I know. I, I lived. I did two different stints in Houston. Okay. Now again, and I've, I've lived a couple different places. I can't say it's my favorite. Now people are great. The food's amazing. But man, the plenty to do. The traffic. There's plenty to do. Yeah, but the traffic and the weather there, no. the humidity. It's just no, no. It's it, it's you can't. I mean, it's, I I do love Houston. Um, I do love St. Louis. San Antonio's where home is now. We've been there ten years, and um, it is really good. San, San Antonio is a uh, really a big city with a small town feel, and it's it's really good. It's a great place to be. Yeah. So. San Antonio reminds me a little bit of Tucson, which is where I'm at now, okay. right? And it's kind of the same thing. It's like a small town. I mean, it's a city, big mm-hmm. city, but it's got that small town feel right. to it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a little quirky like Austin, though. It's, so it's it's different in that respect. Yeah. It's we more, don't have the quirk. Yeah. We let the quirk go to Austin. Yeah. San Antonio keeps it real. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the quirk. Yeah. So when you're in St. Louis, is that when you started with Robinson? Or, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. I, I actually, uh, out of Sam Houston State, I found C.H. Robinson. That was long before we had cell phones and stuff. I had to find him at the Career Planning Center. You actually had to open books to find <laughs> wow. companies and... And do the research. You mean you didn't have a like a you really wanted a job. <laughs> if you <laughs> really wanted a job, you had to look for it. Oh um, my god. Yeah. And I found C. H. Robinson, which was which was really interesting. Yeah. It was a, a great, great <laughs> company, but being thrown into the produce industry with Robinson, it's you know, it was heavy wholesalers, selling wholesalers, you know, working on the St. Louis produce terminal. Um, it was it was eye opening into the industry. I sometimes tease that I, I don't know how I stayed in the industry after going through that experience, but that experience definitely um, set the set the energy and the vibe and it got into your blood. And, and so those difficult times uh, working on working, selling wholesalers on that terminal definitely helped elevate, uh, elevate my career to where I'm at now. And yes. was that the majority of what you did or did you get into programs of? No, yeah. uh, it was literally day to day trading yeah all the the time that i was in st louis yes wow, that's exciting so, yeah i mean that was like i say what, what year was that that was 95 95 well yep. so yeah go back i, I got in early earlier nights about 91 uh is when i started with chiquita okay and yeah when we back then yeah it was all trading i mean you you didn't have, honestly and pretty sure uh looking back so chiquita did a contract with Vaughn's on bananas out here. And that, as far as I know, that's the original where contracts and program business started. 
was with that deal that got put together by Chiquita out here. And some people, some people think that's a great thing, and some people think it's not good, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's changed things. But yeah, back even for bananas, and we were dealing with four million boxes a week each week that came in, which I think the number is probably still about the same, you know, in terms of an industry. But you sold through four million boxes every week, no matter what. Because the following week, there was 4 million four more million that more, came yeah. in. So if you didn't clean out last week, it got really yeah. difficult going forward. Banana so. bread? Yeah, banana they, bread. you know, and uh, that, that, not a good market for that. So, <laughs> But anyway, so St. Louis, so what did you, so you went to Sam Houston State. Uh-huh. Now, did the job, CH, take you back to St. Louis or did you want to go back to St. Louis? No, it just happened to fall that way. Yeah, gotcha. It was literally um, the... The position that they had open that they were looking for happened to be in St. Louis, and and it just, you know, I got to go back to the the home. So it was a, it was a good experience. Um, I would say that uh, I probably at that time would have went anywhere they would have told me to go. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I got you. And then, so but you're on that side. You're on the the supplier side at that point. Uh, if if Robinson could be considered a supplier, yeah, it was more. It was all brokering back then. That was before Robinson got into the uh, into the branded stuff. You know, the Mots and and all that stuff. Right. So yeah. So, yeah. And then did you do any buying in that on that desk? That, that's all we did. It was literally um, from a trading perspective. You were you were you know looking for looking for product. Buying the product and then trying to figure out where to sell it. Okay, so that's what yep. I'm saying. So you did yep. both. That's what I was yep. getting at. You so you you literally you that was true broker and you were the broker right. as an individual, right? Yep. So you were you were boy that's and we were the transportation guy too. So okay. back then you had to do it all. So it was wow. long days, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good training ground. It was. Uh, Ch Robinson is a great great training ground for the industry. Yeah, I can believe that. I yeah. even thought about that. And then negotiating skills probably got to hone yeah. those up pretty good. Very quickly. You know. Very quickly. <laughs> those guys on that wholesale market, especially in St. Louis. They, mm-hmm. they were rough. <laughs> I could name some of them, but uh, we no, won't go that far. If, yeah, well, believe me, there's plenty of people listening. that don't, yeah. no, They know. They know who they are. They all know who they are, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I feel blessed. I mean, Houston, that's because of the wholesale market down there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but Compared to some of these other markets, I feel blessed. Houston was a gentle, gentle market. That's where I started with Chiquitos in Houston. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did my time in Houston, too. After after three years in St. Louis, I was down in Houston, and I spent uh, a good amount of time down in Houston selling those two those two markets that are yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, so good time. So um, throughout your career, uh, what all, you know, so you come in, produce, C.H. Robbins. Um, you're now down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was in Houston, and then uh, all with C.H. Robinson. I went back. Um, I went back from Houston. I went to the Chicago uh, offices in Bolingbrook, where they they ran a warehouse that helped support the Aldi accounts. And I was the Aldi account manager for C.H. Robinson for a good six years, six seven years. Okay, did that. Um, and then uh, I at at the time when I was doing that after the first year in Chicago. I figured out that I could go to St. Louis and still do the same job for them, uh, just from St. Louis. Uh, Chicago, if you're from, if you're from St. Louis, Chicago's really not a good fit for you, mm. and probably vice versa. So yeah. uh, I went down to St. Louis, finished, and did that until 2010 before I left C.H. Robinson and took an opportunity back in Houston. <laughs> With uh, with Oppenheimer, so yeah, my whole career has, in it's life a, almost has been. It's a loop. <laughs> yeah, the the freeway that runs from from Houston to, to St. Louis uh, works perfectly for me. <laughs> yeah, so, you know it well. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, that's when I dug into my uh, my time with Oppenheimer. Yeah, 
That's another good training ground yes. spot for sure. Yeah. And, they're uh, they're really good, really and, good. And people. Jeff was a pretty good guy to have, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know. Probably the easiest boss I ever worked for in my life. Oh, Jeff from oh, yeah. Houston. Yeah, yeah, Jeff sure. Walker. Yeah. yeah, Jeff Walker. Now retired and living the dream out there. Living the dream. Shout out, Jeff Walker. Yeah, yeah. you know what? And I'm sure he's not listening. <laughs> if we send it to him, he'll yeah. listen. He will yeah. now. Yeah, he, he will. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, maybe, maybe I'll let him know that we called out his name and, and get him in. Yeah. But He's uh, playing golf. God, no! What a what a prince of a guy too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I can imagine really. working for him was was a, was a pretty good gig. It was it was uh, very easy. Yeah, so from from going from that Robinson environment, you know, atmosphere, lifestyle to that that Oppenheimer, which you know is so easy because they got such great product, mm-hmm. you know, and great people that you work with, and the environment is so easy to fit into, and so nice office. Was, at least that I remember. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I mean, okay, okay nice. yeah, it was a nice area of town yeah. and, a, and a good office. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was, the environment was easy for sure. Hmm. And then what year did you make the move over to HEB? That would have been 2013. Okay. Yep. So it was one of those situations for Oppenheimer and to this day they still uh, razz me about it because they sent me over there to, uh, they sent me over there to really get better at strategic alignment with right, HEB. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and that's strategic you alignment. You got right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, uh, they recruited me. The, uh, the leaders at the time recruited me over to, to come, you know, help out at HEB. And that's a, it, was a, it was a tough decision because that environment I was in in Houston with Jeff was pretty, pretty I wouldn't say laxed, but... Um, I did very well there, and so well, making that. Hugh, Hugh Topper's a pretty relaxed guy. I'm sorry. Hugh Topper, he's a pretty relaxed guy. Oh, oh that's uh, not. <laughs> yes, actually, he is very relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll uh, he will keep you going. Yes, as would Roger. Yeah, at the time. yeah, yes. Roger as well. Yeah. Both of those guys. Absolutely, I, I know him and knew knew him for a long time, and. I knew some of the guys that, that trained them up. They were uh, the, their yeah. predecessors were, were pretty tough characters yeah. as well. I had a few a few dealings with some of those guys. So. You get to have a few dealings with those guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah no, they were. Um, you know, they they brought me into the retail side. I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. I, I didn't know I wanted to do that at the time, but but when I got in there and I got in with HEB and got to learn what kind of company it is. Um, I knew I had made the right decision. It was a, for me at the time as a BDM was a career pinnacle position yeah. for me. And uh, I love my time. I love my time with HEB. It's such a phenomenal organization and, and I couldn't ask for better. Yeah. What's that's amazing, you know, and it's not just at your level, right? I mean, you can go to the stores mm-hmm. and you'll get that same kind of feedback, yep. you know, and they've got the 26 years on their badge and right. that kind of stuff. What, what do you think it is that, that drives that? I mean, culturally, that's got to be, I mean, it's got to be a, just a culture yeah. set, right? It's, it starts at the top. Yeah. You know, our, our top leaders at HEB are all, you know, saying the, saying the, sending the same message. They're treating the, every partner's treated the same. You know, nobody's, you know, there's hierarchy, obviously, sure. but everybody feels like they're, yeah, they, they feel like they are owners in the organization. And, and that's why we call them partners. Um, everybody's, Everybody does matter within within HEB. Everybody makes a difference, and everybody feels like they're an owner. And and the direct lines of communication that you have with everybody within the organization makes you feel like, um, you know, you're, you're part of something big, and you're helping uh, contribute to the success of of the company. So, so that's internal. Mm-hmm. What is your slant on the? I say it all the time. Cult following from a customer perspective? 
Yeah, I think that that is um, everything that we do is either geared towards our partners or our customers. And so, um, you know, when you go into our stores, everything is designed to make sure that that customer feels um, like they are in an environment that's supportive of them. So it's from the products that they want, the environment that they want, um, anything that they could want for want for um, from product to uh, customer service to um, I don't know, you name it, they, we don't want them to feel like they're missing out on, on anything. So we try and cater to every, every customer in Texas, and we try to cater to every one of their needs. And that's, I think, the, the products that we bring to the table, the, the way that we bring them to the table, um, and the, the quality of product that we bring to the table for our customers really helps uh, solidify that, that kind of cult following that we have in Texas, or that... That feeling that, uh, that loyalty, that loyalty, yeah, that the, they trust HEB. I thought of my grandfather because he, you know, he lived to ninety-eight, I believe it was. Um, you know, in the last years of his life, his HEB was two blocks from his house, and he could walk there, and you would never get him to go anywhere else. You know, I mean, there was the loyalty and comfort level and everything you just talked mm-hmm. about, kind of all wrapped into one. Yeah. And there's like that story. There's, yep. I would venture to say. Thousands of, not hundreds of thousands. Yes. Yep. I mean, look at our, you know, we, when we went into Frisco last year, oh, man. it was a big, it was a big undertaking and it was something that, you know, we had talked about as a, as a company for years and years and years. And we finally did it. And we were really nervous because we don't, you know, we didn't know how we, well we were going to do, but when you had 1500 people lined up at the, at the front of the store the morning that we opened, uh, that's when it got real, and, and it was yeah. it was weeks of that. Yes. I mean, you know, you guys, that store, it was. You know, have you been into the, the, the any of the new stores in Dallas? Yeah, um, so I'm waiting for um, the Alliance store because it's right near my mom's house. I got you. She's really excited. She's that's from, next. She's from South Texas or Southwest Texas, and so she's counting the days. Yeah. And so she's asked me, "Hey, are you going to come up for that grand opening?" Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you better get her a front, you know, get her an early yeah. ticket. You know, hit David up Maybe. for, you know, a frontline ticket you know, we'll, for your We'll mom. bring you into the store and we'll have you work in that store for the week at Grand Opening. There you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. love to. Help. Have you working. Yeah. He I'm, said he said working, Ed. Did you hear that part? <laughs> hey, you're not listening. I'm a beast with a pallet jack. <laughs> just wait and see. Yeah, and forklift I think, I think that's what they don't need. They don't need a beast with a pallet jack. I'm forklift certified, CDL, oh, you know whole yeah. nine yards, buddy. You got all yeah. that? Man. You're ready. I've worked. We're ready to have you. You need to bring him in. I've I want to see. I've worked video for a that. living. It hasn't podcast. been podcast my whole life. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Ed not in a tie. You know, actually doing some work. You know, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Ed not in a tie. I haven't either. I've never seen him this work will be either. This, I mean, will be, yeah. this is going to be awesome. All right. Okay. So yeah, where were April. we? With, um... April. So, yeah, we do, we do have to get cl- towards the close and anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just along your journey, you know, and like I say, and the success that you've had, I mean, a lot, a lot of different ways. I- any one or two, what would you say, I mean, what kind of key ingredients um, or t- things that you would say that's really made a difference for you? You know, for me, it's really about leadership and people that, that you run into or work for in your careers. You know, I can... I can go back and name, you know, from Scott Wessel, who I started working for um, back in 1994, and the uh, the drive that he helped me uh, develop from him and his leadership skills to uh, going forward to Todd Burnett, who's still with C.H. Robinson, and, and the things that he taught me and the development he helped, you know, provide for me. And now um, just within, within HEB and the folks that we have leading us and, and my boss, Anna, you know, you gotta, you gotta take all your leaders, um, and take the best thing away from each one of them, mm-hmm. um, to help, 
help develop yourself and your own leadership style and what you bring to the table. And so that's, I think, you know, my development in produce throughout the years and working for really, really good leaders right. has helped me set, uh, set up my own leadership style that I'm now taking to the partners that, uh, that report to me, that work for me, or as I say, as, as I support them. Um, so what, what I'm doing now in my role is really hoping to, to set up somebody else in our department uh, to be in my position and, and start carrying that forward as, as I look to you know the next nine, 10 years to possibly uh, retire, his head off into the sunset. <laughs> but you definitely want to leave a legacy, and yeah. a legacy that you leave would be you know helping somebody else develop their own leadership style that, that you could impact and, and then they can carry forward. Um, yeah. Wow, that's super well put. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you know, and it just comes back that that recurring theme. You know, Laura talked about it. Now David's talked about it. You know, it's really the it's the people, and particularly the leaders. That, you know, and then I I can tell you the same thing. I know two or three people that's made you know yeah. huge difference in my life, and and it's not necessarily just people that you work for. It's just people that, uh, yeah, that that give you that that leadership. They they sh- help show you the way. They give you a little bit of path, whether it's mentors or just just great examples of how to live and how to be. So yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely the people and, and being fortunate enough to, to have those yep. folks in your life. Make, Not make everybody's fortunate to have good leaders in their, yeah. in their careers. And so when you have one and you recognize that person is a good leader, then you really want to, you want to sidle up to them and, and, and kind of absorb everything that they're doing and spend a lot of time with them and, and start to take that forward with you. So very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Eddie B, what do you think? Anything? I mean, else? I could go on. I've got more questions, but yeah. Again, we'll need another. We'll need a part two. We finished so. most of these with a part two coming up. Yeah, I can, I'll be here. Yeah, Let me so, know. Yeah, for sure. Well, you want to be part of our tour. We're we're now putting together a. a so global, far, we're in tour. Spain, Santa Paula. Um, when do you go to Hawaii? When is Portugal. that? Portugal. Yeah. Uh, Costa Rica. Actually, I'm leaving Friday. We just okay. need a seg. Yeah. Well, he's going to scout. <laughs> he's going to scout the area. Okay. Um, so. But yeah, no. Thanks for being with us. I mean, we know that's you know, there's a lot of competing. You know, things going on at the yeah, same time. No, so for thanks sure. for being with us. You know, us. that's that's the cool thing about the show, though, is is even though we're all competitors, and even you know, you walk that show floor, every one of them is competing with each other. But it becomes one big cohesive industry at this point, right? And it's it's fun to be part of because uh, you know, even talking to some of my competitors on the floor, um, you know, it's it's always good to be around uh, like-minded individuals in, in the industry and, and learning from everybody. So yeah, that's cool. It's a good time. Well, thank you, thank you for the time today. For Absolutely. sure. Thanks, Thanks for sir. having me. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it. And look, we'll uh, we'll see you uh, see you around. And like I say, either see you in San Antonio or get you out on the tour. Yeah. One, two, Part two coming up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.